Replace my bones with crystals. Yeah, it'll be fun. That would be really cool. It'll be really cool. Man, I'm thinking Probably about that medically, now. like, bad, because I'm sure your bones, like, do something with, like, red blood cells or white blood cells, but who cares? I doubt it. Who knows what bones do? Who knows? I mean, do we even need bones? Probably not. No. Like, actually yes, start? Yes, I want to learn about cryptids. Okay. Etc. Well, good, because that's what this podcast is for. Hi, Erica. Fuck yeah. Hi, Lindsay. Oh, somebody's walking a dog outside. Two dogs. What? This is my life. I love it. Uh, anyway, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm also good. We're just two people who are doing good. We are. It's really weird. We're both doing good, and we're doing good at the same time. It never happens. And Erica is drinking wine out of the bottle? Hell yeah, I am. I live alone. Why should I not drink out of the bottle? And it's a single bottle, so it's clearly not going to last much longer than, like, two days. Did I tell you one time my... I was, like, home for Christmas or something, and I don't know what brought it up, but I called, like, the regular wine bottles the little ones because they're little they are little they're the little ones and then my mom goes do you mean like 750 mil and i'm like yeah and she's like that's the regular size and i was like carol please don't drag me you don't need to read me like this (laughs) well yeah i always buy the double bottles and actually like when my parents were down i asked them like if they could pick me up a bottle of zimp when they went to the store because that was when i still thought i may or may not have corona Mm -hmm. i was like yeah can you buy me like a bottle of zimp thinking like a large bottle you know and they came back with two little ones, and I was like, that's adorable. My dad's like, yeah, I figured you would want more than one. I was like, well, I, I just meant the double bottle, so this is fine. The Riesling that I really like from Trader Joe's that is $4.49. Ooh. It's really good. The only thing is, first of all, it has a cork, which is unnecessary. It's $4.49. Just, it's a screw top. You don't need to do that. But the cork sucks, and the last, like, four bottles that I've bought... When I try to uncork it, I rip the cork in half. Oh. So maybe I'm just very strong, but I feel like that's not normal. Yeah. No, that's the explanation. You're very strong. This is true. I'm a bougie bitch. I buy the uh, corked Sutter home. Wow. You know what other wine is pretty good? What? The Target brand. It's like Roots or whatever. Really? Yeah. I, when I was in Spain, there was this drink and it's called Cali Mocho. And it's red wine mixed with Coca-Cola. And it's fucking delicious. So I buy the $9 big bottle of Target Red Blend. And a little pack of mini Coke cans. And then I drink Cali Mochos all week. And it's delightful. But should we get started with the podcast? Or should we just keep talking about wine? I mean, we technically started the podcast already. But I do want to learn about cryptids, etc. Which one are we learning about? Cryptids or etc.? It is a cryptid. It is (gasps) not an etc. Um, so this one is going to be fun because it takes place in Australia, mate. So I can do my wonderful Australian Oh my god, wonderful I'm Australian so I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> I'm quitting the podcast. No, I've been watching, I watched all of what we do in the shadows, the TV show, which I did not know was only two seasons and I would have savored it more if I'd known it was so little, but, um, that has Jermaine Clement in it 
and mm-hmm. he was on Flight of the Concords. And every time I think of him, I think of the best line from Flight of the Concords, where they're describing the different accent between New Zealand and Australia. And yes. yeah, and they're from New Zealand. And he goes, "No, no, no. Their accents like where's the car, but our accents like where's the car." You have already, already quoted that on this podcast. It's the only thing that I think of. I love it though. <laughs> but anyway, people love to joke. That Australia is home of anything that will kill you. And, like, they're right. Um, the blue ring octopus is very deadly. The funnel-webbed st- spider. And when I was looking up a third animal for this joke, there's literally a snake called the death adder. I love it. I've also heard that their magpies like to, like, literally attack people. Probably. During certain seasons. Like, dive bomb them. In the wild outback. Outback. Where torturous rock formations and mystical forests create the skyline, stories of something even more dangerous can be heard. Stories of a living fossil that thunders through the deserts. Reports going back to aboriginal legends that mirror strange sightings by generations of European settlers. And even occasional stories of close encounters by recent travelers. Stories of a living theropod creature like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, this is exciting already. Also, you wrote a beautiful intro. Thank you. I only copied and pasted a little bit of it. Nice. (laughs) So, we're talking about the Australian giant monitor. The lizard? A big one. Wow. (laughs) It has several names uh, because it is... Was that a dig at me? Because I didn't get it. No. I just... I don't know why I said that. And every now and then, like, I say words before my brain thinks of them, and I was like, why did I say something so stupid? Lit monitors are lizards, and we're talking about a Well, yeah, one. it's a monitor lizard. It's like, have you ever seen, I'm sure you watched Hey Arnold as a kid, right? Helga gets one as a pet one time, because her dad has a bird that recites, that, like, copies everything. He has a parrot. Mm. Why didn't I just say parrot? He has a parrot, and the parrot hears her reading her love poems about Arnold, the parrot runs away, flies away. Arnold finds it, and he's going to have it show off in class, and it's about, and, like, she doesn't want it to say that love poetry, so she buys a monitor lizard as her show-and-tell, and it accidentally eats the parrot right before it says her name. Well, not to give any spoilers, but this one eats some things that are bigger than parrots. What could that be? We will find out at some point. So the Australian giant monitor has several different names because it is part of Aboriginal folklore. And so like it has different names depending on the different regions that you're talking about it. So it's the, I'm going to pronounce all of these wrong. The Burunjor, the Bunnasur, the Murray Murrah, the Wowie, and the Mungungali. Okay, I can dig it. The Australian giant monitor is an Australian dinosaur cryptid that resembles the theropod dinosaur T-Rex, but it could possibly be a descendant of megaraptorids like the Australovenator. I said that wrong. I said that wrong, but that's how it's spelled. Australovenator. I liked the wink you gave after you said that. Australovenator. 3,000. I'm going to shut my mouth. I haven't even had that much. Neither of us have had that much wine. We're just, we're having a good time. Sometimes life is okay. We're happy today. Australovenator. Megaraptor, or the Rapatter, which is not raptor spelled wrong, because I googled it to make sure. The giant monitor is, as you so aptly put it, is a giant lizard, and it is described as being 20 to 25 feet long, having small clawed hands, and is bipedal in nature. So like a little T-Rex. Yeah, so prior to European colonization, 
The creature was regarded as a relic of ancient times, rarely encountered and highly dangerous. Uh, in the early days of Australian colonization, various stories emerged of cattle vanishing in the night, as well as missing children found disemboweled in the upper branches of tall trees. So, like I God said, damn. bigger than parrots. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. How old were the children? I think, unless it's a baby, it's bigger than a parrot. So, having the children being found in trees uh, reflected an aboriginal myth which held that the giant monitor sometimes speared its prey on branches in order to devour it as its tiny forearms could not hold up carcasses nor reach its jaws oh it's like a shrike i was thinking the same thing oh is it because we're both hosier bitches it is so anyway the aboriginal tribal peoples tell tales of the huge reptilian nocturnal creatures that devoured cattle camel and kangaroos um ancient aboriginal artwork displays wait 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 do you say camels yeah. There are camels in Australia? Australia exports camels to the Middle East. What? Did you not know that? No! I'm pretty sure camels are like an invasive, either invasive or just like a pest. I think they're like deer. Oh my god. My mind is blown. Please continue. Okay, so ancient aboriginal artwork displays a three-toed bipedal form with small front legs and a huge mouth. There were some places where I've seen large creatures like dinosaur-like creatures, including the giant monitor, make appearances in aboriginal creation myths. I will get into that a little bit later, why I don't have more information about that, but I couldn't find like first per- or like first hand like original sources primary of sources them. yeah primary sources not first hand because like nobody was there because creation so even today it's said that aboriginal people will avoid certain areas where the creatures have been allegedly seen and they will abandon areas for a while if the giant tracks show up tridactyl prints have earned the giant monitor the nickname old three toes by some locals in australia wow that's creative. I know. Sometimes, you know what? It's a classic. Sometimes you can't go wrong with a classic. So I have a lot of sightings for this fellow. Numerous sightings of the animal itself and the footprints have been logged across the outback. Pictures and casts of the prints show a consistent bipedal track, two feet, with three huge toes between two and three feet in diameter. Alongside watering holes, along riverbanks, and even in dirt roads, the monster's footprints have been reason for alarm. According to testimonials, cowmen, not cowboys, they are cowmen. God damn, they won up the entire United States of America. They are men in Australia. I mean, if all of your wildlife wants to kill you, I guess you better be men and not boys. According to testimonials, these cow manly men came across the monster tracks in the process of investigating missing livestock, which makes sense as we know. The Australian giant monitor has a penchant for grabbing cows and carrying them off. Rex Gilroy's 2013 book, Burunjor, The Search for Australia's Living Tyrannosaurus, lists several scenarios where cows, sometimes several in one site, were found bitten in half with their large bones seemingly broken by massive jaws. The area around these kill sites were also covered with massive tridactyl reptilian footprints. So on December 27th, 1975, a farmer near Sesnick, New South Wales, uh, saw a bulky 30-foot monitor lizard moving through the scrub brush. It was a mottled gray color with dark stripes along the back and tail and stood three feet off the ground. In 1979, herpetologist Frank Gordon was driving his Land Rover in the Wadigan Mountains in New South Wales again, uh, south of Canberra, which is a place in Australia and also an Animal Crossing villager. Oh, yeah, it is! It's a little koala. Yeah! So he was driving in Canberra when he saw a reptile 27 to 30 feet long by the side of the road. It rose up on its back legs and ran away on all four legs. So maybe it, like, got spooked like a horse and then ran off into the neighboring woods. 
Makes sense. In July 1979, cryptozoologist Rex Gilroy, who wrote that book, was called to a freshly plowed field by a farmer. Across the field were 30 or so tracks that seemed to have been made by an enormous lizard. While most of the tracks had been ruined by the rain, Gilroy was able to make a plaster cast of one that had been preserved. So that's where we got the cast of the foot. Very nice. Yeah. Um, the last, I don't want to say confirmed, but like not debunked sighting of the bun, uh, Berenjor happened in 1985 when a family was traveling to Roper River and they reported seeing a 20 foot long monster covered in feathers. A report tells of Brian Clark who went into the woods and got lost sometime uh, in the year of 1978. After the alarm was raised of his disappearance, he was tracked by policemen and two aboriginal people. The policemen and the aboriginal people were woken up one night to loud thunderous sounds and the ground shaking. Uh, some people think that the sound of the stomping was the giant monitor. However, a theropod dinosaur would not crash around in the undergrowth in this manner, despite what a certain Spielberg would have the public believe. Shade. Shade. Recent sightings of the giant monitor have been more rare. A team associated with sci-fi's Destination Truth conducted a giant monitor investigation in 2007 that focused on the northwestern region of Australia, but they didn't find anything. And in January of 2015, Genesis Park, which is a uh, creationist propaganda machine. Okay. So staff from Genesis Park traveled to the outback, uh, traversing the Stewart Highway from Adelaide towards Alice Springs. I'm sure that means something to anybody in Australia, but it doesn't mean anything to me. So the team hiked through the mountains. They were camping in the bush, interviewing eyewitnesses, park rangers, Aboriginal people and trekkers, all while conducting nocturnal vigils and searching for any sort of sign of the giant monitor. Not a single report of the creature fitting the giant monitor description was received from any of the eyewitnesses or the people who went out searching for it, for the creationist people. Tragedy. So a lot of the research I was doing, especially when I was trying to find the like original Aboriginal myths, were from creationist websites and blogs and stuff because it is like some sort of indication that dinosaurs and people live together. So it would support a young earth theory. That's the bigger reason why I didn't include any of the native myths, just because like they were like, look at this creation myth. It proves our Christian God had something to deal with uh, making the earth, which like kind of defeats the purpose of a native religion. So I feel like they did not do it. They did not pay it the respect that they needed. So I didn't want to include it. Correct. So yeah, those are all the sightings proved and disproved and inconclusive. I have a couple explanations if you would like to hear them. Number one, dinosaur. Well, obviously. Okay. Bringing it back. <laughs> it's always a dinosaur. If it could be a dinosaur, it is a dinosaur. Obviously. Exactly. So that is actually the first explanation. It's a surviving Yay. Uh, Megalania prisca, which was a 15 to 21 foot lizard that lived in central Australia between 2 million and 20,000 years ago. It weighed 1,300 pounds, which is about 10 times the weight of a Komodo dragon, and was likely an active predator, which would explain why it goes across slaughtering cows and children. The other explanation is something called the Parenti, which is a large monitor lizard, not giant, not 30 feet tall, but um, one of the park rangers claimed that Parentes can grow up to 10 feet in length. He has observed such an oversized herp, like herp, like herpetologist, 
which is a great way okay. to describe any kind of lizard. Uh, he observed that a giant lizard swallowed a young goat whole and then reared up on its hind legs. So, again, very possible. Also extremely scary. Um, Terrifying. And then, personally, I think the sighting in 1985 where they saw that big thing covered in feathers could have been attributed to a cassowary, which are extremely scary and big dinosaur birds. Do you know what a cassowary looks like? I have a vague idea. So it's like, I want to say it's like emu size, but it is Jurassic Park colored. So it's like bright blue and okay. bright red. It has a giant beak and it's like eyes are yellow and it's terrifying. Um, yes. Very scary. And again, when I was trying to look up more information about our friend Old Three Toes, that's also a nickname for cassowaries. Again, they're not 20 to 25 feet tall, but cowmen are not known to understate themselves. They're uh, not known to be discreet. But yeah, so that's what I have for you about the giant monitor lizard. Or old three toes. Or old three toes himself. I think the giant monitor lizard is shaped like a friend. I would have to disagree. It does bite cows in half. That sounds fun. Like an adventure. Well, I am a vegetarian, so I can't be friends with this man. But. Okay. It would be very scary, and I don't want to run into him. It does sound a little bit terrifying, but it also sounds like. So you, did you watch Avatar, like, when you were little? They have, like, giant versions of animals, and you kind of, like, it's basically like a witch's familiar, and it just sounds like an Avatar version of, like, a familiar, like a thing you'd be able to ride around and go on crazy adventures with. You're kind of right. If it didn't bite cows in half, I would agree with you, but that is very scary to me. And also, if it is some kind of mutant cassowary, I'm very scared of birds. This one is not for me. That's but... valid. I mean, I held a chicken in that one class that we took, and it was terrifying. I sat on an ostrich when I went to South Africa. Oh my god, really? It was very scary. Yeah, birds are terrifying because they're, like, so fluffy, and then you, like, touch them, and there's nothing there. It was very scary, and, yeah, if this is any kind of bird and or giant lizard, not for me. He can be your familiar. I will pass him along to you. How about that? Okay. So, my sources for this episode are the Burunjor of the Australian Outback from Genesis Park, which is the creationist site. Disclaimer, we do not endorse creationism, but they had a pretty good compilation of information about this uh, cryptid, so. Do you know what we do endorse, Lindsay? We endorse Ask a Scientist Gaming on Twitch. Go look at them. It's my boss. Yes, my boss and his best friends speedrun video games and talk about science for three hours on Thursdays. I want to watch that when we're done. I have more sources. Um, so that one that's creationist that we hate. Mysterious Creatures, A Guide to Cryptozoology by George M. Eberhardt, which is free on Google Books or $148 if you want to buy it for real. And the Berenjor Cryptids Wikia page, as always. I love it. Thank you, Lindsay. Also, this episode, because I forgot I was going to say this in the beginning, this is for trans people only because Joanne is back on her shit and she knows what she fucking did. On that note, Erica... If people want to talk to us, if people want to bitch to us about JK Rowling, how can they do that? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter as Just Might Exist, or email us at justmightexistpodcast at gmail.com because we would absolutely love to hear your cryptid etc. stories or how much you also hate Joanne. Not to be confused with Joanne Fabrics, they're still valid for now. But I do have one final question for you. That I hope does not advocate for murder, but, you know, we'll see. Erica, what is the cryptid of the week? Horse.
can't stones give energies and a crying face? Are all the stories scams? Are all the stores scams? Yeah, they kind of are, but like, okay. it's fun. Here's my opinion about crystals. If they do something for you, do it. Like, if having a rock in your pocket makes you feel less anxious, put a fucking rock in your pocket. But yeah. don't tell people to get crystals instead of chemo. Yes. This is how I feel about most holistic wellness things. Crystals will not heal bodily ailments, but the placebo effect will help them heal your mind. If you've got a cool and they're rock, pretty. If you got a cool rock in your purse, hell yeah, I want to see it. Show me your cool rocks. But what's your cool rock? If I twisted my ankle, please drive me to the hospital. Don't give me Don't a cool put rock. The rock on my Show ankle. me the Don't rock on the way to the hospital, but also take me to a hospital. Yeah. But don't, don't like, tape the rock to my ankle. I don't want that. I mean, you could probably, that's, probably wouldn't hurt it, I guess. Mm. If they taped it in the wrong direction and it, like, made it worse if you break your ankle. How could they tape the rock in the wrong direction? Well, no, I mean, like, if they taped it to your foot really weird and, like, in a really tight way so that it healed, like, off. Like, your bones didn't heal straight. Yeah, but then I would have a cool rock attached to my ankle forever. Hmm. Maybe if you, like, just, like, really went for it, you cut open your ankle, you can embed the rock in, and then, like, your skin and your bones will grow around it. Yeah, that's what I want. Then it's permanent! Instead of, instead okay. of, like, the joint, instead of, like, the ball and socket joint, just replace the ball part with a big rose quartz. <laughs> yeah! Is it weird that that was the rock I was gonna say also? <gasps> Whoa. Again. Wow. Our one, brain cell! One brain cell. But, like, yeah, we should definitely do that. I called biohacking crystals will not heal broken bones but if i break my ankle please put a crystal where the bone used to be yes 